At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Man, Tyrese Halliburton. A uh, lot of dudes was laughing straight to the bank uh, this weekend, Michael. A uh, billion dollars, over a billion dollars, handed out the first night of free agency. Um, and the deals just keep on coming. Uh, we will get into the big spenders, the big winners, maybe the big losers as the show goes on. But, um, yeah, we're all on Dame time. Uh, we're all on Dame time. And Dame time is up finally, mercifully, uh, in Portland. We have clarity when it comes to the future of Dame Lillard, who will be banking at a different branch, maybe in South Beach. A um, couple of things. Speaking of jokes, though, a couple of things are funny to me, Michael, um, when it comes to Dame Lillard. Right. One is, you know, and people clown KD when he did the same thing early in his career. Um, and now Dame is getting some of those some of that some of that backlash because you know in their younger days they had a lot to say about other guys you know and the grind and loyalty and super teams and this that and the other but then when they get older and their biological clock starts ticking they change their tune so the moral of the story is mind your own business <laughs> okay, like don't be speaking <laughs> on what somebody else does with their career because you never know when you're going to be walking that same path and asking out. That's number one. Number two, which has a lot to do with number one, because I think a lot of people are going at Dame because he was Mr. I'm not running from the grind. I'm taking the stairs and not the elevator. Um, number two is there's a lot of people who are, uh, you know, blaming Dame Lillard for asking out of Portland and making him the bad guy. Um, and have a lot to say about, you know, now that he wants to go and join a contender, have a lot to say negatively about him, even though, like, I'm trying to figure out what else could he have done in and for Portland, not just on the court, but in that community. And, and this has been said by many, but it's worth saying again, it can't, we can't have it both ways. We can't define individual <laughs> legacies based on team accomplishments. And then when somebody is trying to go out and get a better team in order to reach that pinnacle, be like, oh, man, you're taking the easy way out. And I, and I worry, Michael, that I'm speaking to a select few of, of antiquated thinkers because Dame, as many people tend to do, decided to amplify this loud minority on Twitter, uh, you know, before, before the rate limit was reached, I guess people decided to go ahead and say, oh, Dame Lillard's, Lillard's uh, you know, he's taking an easy way out and, he, and he's being a hypocrite and yada, yada, yada. So Dame is like, well, well, what exactly am I doing wrong or, or who are these people? And I'm just like, I don't know if there's really that many people, but for those that are saying that, maybe they're saying it for attention. 
maybe they're, maybe they're still stuck in that old way of thinking. But beyond that, I'm, I'm missing a lot of that stuff on Twitter anyway because, you know, I'm, I'm over on Spill, which is a different conversation. But those are the two things I wanted to hit. Was one, mind your own business because you never know when your time for a trade request or demand is going to come. And two, let's not try to keep having it both ways. It's like, yeah, Dane said what he wouldn't do, but dude's 33 years old, coming off a 33-point season. It's like, this is, this is necessary because Portland, regardless of what they said in that statement, their interests were not in alignment when it comes to winning and winning now. Well, you said you're not on Twitter. Uh, I'm not on Twitter right now because I'm on Martha's Vineyard. So I'm on Island Time and Island Wi-Fi. Bear with me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the the Wi-Fi may be a little spotty, but, you know, whatever. And, you know, I'm just on my yacht. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, (laughs) I'm just chilling. But listen, Michael, this, this is what I'm trying to figure out, man. I'm trying to figure out. You said this antiquated thinking. It may go back as as far as grade school and peer pressure. I think I, I'm trying to figure out where the peer pressure is coming from with Dane Lillard. Is it peer? Is it Kevin Durant and others who have so-called gone chasing for rings? Is that the pressure that he's feeling at 33 years old? I got to get mine. I got to be known as one of the all-time greats because if I don't win a championship, I'll be in the Reggie Miller, Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, Carl Malone category, which is a pretty good category, by the way, but I'll be there. Is it coming from that? Is it coming from he wants to do it, but he wants Portland to move first? Because remember this whole thing, when did this happen? Basically, I want the whole anatomy of it. I'm a detective. I want this went down. Tell me about your movements on last Thursday, last Friday, last Saturday, before we get to the trade request. Because last I checked, hey, I don't want to be traded. If they want to trade me, that's fine, but I'm not going to ask for it. Then all of a sudden, Dane Lillard wants to be traded. Was it sudden? You thought Portland was going to do something? You thought they were going to trade the number three overall pick? That's what you thought? Did you want to do this a year ago? You wanted to look like the bad guy? I just wonder where this peer pressure is coming from with Dane. Does he actually want to go? Did he want to go a long time ago? It's just strange to me. It's, I think it's totally fine. The last thing I'll say before I pass it back to you is, I think it's totally fine for you to be a 33-year-old star, a multiple all-star, a multiple all-NBA player, had a 71-point game in February, all these great accolades and achievements in your career. And you know, win a championship, I'm not going to grade you down for that. I'm not taking off five points. Okay. There, and there, I wonder there's if the he point. sees it. Well, there's the point. And, and that's very progressive of you and reasonable of you. And I agree with you. There's nothing wrong with it. But it does leave something to be desired if you're that person that's grinding and grinding toward what end. So I don't think the peer pressure comes from the rings culture as much as for me. And this is just, just last week, I was questioning before this trade request, the day after this this meeting with management, I was questioning just how badly both sides truly wanted to win. From the Blazers' standpoint, if you really want to win, then you should know, and I think they do, even if they won't say it publicly, that your best chance to winning is to liquidate the asset that is 33-year-old Damian Lillard coming off a 33-point season, a 32-and-change season, right? 
whether they want to, you know, be the, mm-hmm. be the person to initiate the breakup, shout out to Gladys Knight, and be the first to say goodbye, that's their best chance to win it. Best path to win it. For Damian Lillard's standpoint, because I asked this on Tuesday, is like, you want to win or you want to win your way, regardless of which one it is, if you really want to win, you ought to know it ain't going to happen in Portland. It's not going to happen in Portland. Because there was nothing they could do besides re-sign Jeremy Grant that was actually going to have this team be not just a, a competitive team, but a contending team. There was nothing that they, there was no realistic path this offseason to putting him in the conversation with the Denver's of the Western Conference. So if you're Damian Lillard, you had to know that the best move for you was to move on. Now, having said all that, I well, I think he did, and I think I think he was getting restless. I, I, there was always like he never said it publicly. He never said I want to be traded, or he never told Chris Haynes to tell us that he wanted to be traded. But he always was putting stuff out there that kind of like intimated, like oh, you know what, he might ask for a trade, he might not. Like he always let it be known that he had a wandering eye. And to answer your question, like where's the pressure coming from? First of all, you're right about how we should look at him. Like, hey, there's nothing. You're not a failure if your team doesn't win a title, but you were a brilliant player. But if you're that player, what's the point? Like, what are you doing this for? Are you doing this just to make the playoffs? Are you doing this just to make all-star teams and all NBA teams? Are you doing this to it? Or are you doing this to experience what is supposedly the ultimate goal? And if it's that then yes, this should have happened a long time ago, but better late than never. Okay. Well, can we flip this around though? Can we flip it around? Or I, I guess, and I guess maybe we need to acknowledge that we have uh, rules for great players, elite players, and we have rules for everybody else. Because if you okay. are, if you're a, a, all right, let's say you're the seventh man. Let's say you're 24 years old, 25 years old. Uh, okay, Bruce Brown. Let's go with Bruce Brown, since that's your boy. You scouted him. You developed him. Yeah, you found Just Bruce Brown before everybody else. All right, he did. He did. Was that twenty-two million dollars a year for Bruce Brown? Good for you. Um, let's say you're Bruce Brown. You're 24, and you won a championship. Have you experienced the ultimate in your career? I'm gonna say no. Even though you That's won a, a championship. Player, yeah, I mean, as a role player, so we look at role players. So can a role player go about, go around saying, look, I averaged 10 points a game for my career and I won three championships. Let's say like the, like to take it to the extreme, the ultimate winner, uh, big shot, Bob Horry, Robert yeah, Orr. Yeah, yeah. Won what? Yeah. Six, seven championships. Yeah. And probably off the top of my head, say he averaged, what, 12 points a game for his career. Right. right. Is that the ultimate? Is it the ultimate? Or is the ultimate, would you rather be uh, a role player on a championship team, or would you rather be recognized as one of the greatest players to ever uh, One of the 75 uh, the greatest players of all time? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah no, oh, I, so oh, I think... But, but, yeah, but, but I think you got to try to get both. I don't, I don't think Barkley can't win or it. Miller... I don't think Barkley or Miller or, or the Jazz or Ewing, I don't think any of them would trade places with a guy that was just a guy on a championship team. No, but I do think 
they would love to trade places with some of their peers who did get that championship. I think for many of them, it is a glaring omission from their resume. And I think you owe it to yourself while there's still time to make the effort to get both. I don't think for Damian Lillard, they need to be mutually exclusive at this point. And like I said the other day, I think I don't think there's a point. I don't, it doesn't matter if you're the bus driver if the bus isn't going anywhere. So Damian Lillard could be a bus driver in Portland, and that bus is is an idol, so to speak. But what's interesting to me was the phrasing of the statement from the GM Joe Cronin. He said, "We have been clear that we want Dame here, but he notified us today he wants out and he prefer to play someplace else." What has not changed for us is that we've committed to winning. We're committed to winning, and we're going to do what's best for the team in pursuit of that goal. I thought that was an interesting phrasing because it's basically saying, hey, like we talked about, he wanted to leave, not us, even though if you're truly committed to building a winner around Damian Lillard, you don't draft his heir apparent with the third overall pick. So you're kind of giving him no choice if he's actually truly committed to being being on a championship team or leading a championship team. So now the question, we've we've caught up to to our reaction to the news on Saturday. Now the pressing question, the question at hand, Michael, is what if any obligation, what if any moral obligation do the Blazers have to do right by Dame once again? And look, they, they haven't succeeded in putting a great team around him, but it's, but it's not as though he hasn't been a, in a partnership with Portland. What obligation do they have to him to meet his desire, not demand, because he doesn't have a, a no trade clause. He can't demand shit. What obligation do they have to meet his desire to be traded to the Heat? You're shaking your head. None? None. None. No, no, none. Because look, look. It's not really a partnership either. Let's just, let's stop playing. Let's stop playing. There ain't no partnership. But he's had a he's had a cozy relationship with management. It's not as though they just been making these moves without his knowledge, his approval. And I'm not just talking about personnel. I'm talking about every aspect of the organization. Dame Lillard, like Bradley Beal in Washington, like James Harden in Houston, has had his run of the place in Portland. Just let's just call it what it is. Stop it. Stop. I'm very intentional with I, words. I'm giving you Sorry. facts. That's- <laughs> Hey, 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 but, but the partnership means this. When we're talking about businesses, yeah. multi-billion dollar yeah. businesses, if I'm a partner uh, and there's no percentage after my name, I don't want uh, Michael Holly PG or SG or after my name. I want Michael Holly comma, 4%, 8%, 12% of the business. If, I, if I'm not a true partner in this business, yeah. it's not a partnership. It's not a partnership. So they don't have an obligation because what Dame did them, Dame had their had his opportunity. I think he had five one and done. Five one and done. And they were a playoff team. Went to the playoffs. He lost in the first round five times. And I think he went to the Western Conference Finals once. So he had his opportunity to, you know, get them or help carry them somewhere where maybe they didn't deserve to go. He had his opportunity to do his Jimmy Butler. And the irony is he might he may be teammates one day with Jimmy Butler, maybe. But he had his Jimmy Butler moments or opportunities and did not cash in on them. So now if you're Portland, you'll be out of your damn mind. You'll be a damn fool. To trade Dane to Miami and get Tyler Hero in return at best, when you can mm-hmm. take you can trade him somewhere else and get a much better foundational piece along, along with your compensation. That could set you up 
for the next three or four years. So they, they have no obligation yeah. to send him where he wants to Mike, that's why Dame's dollars uh, may not make sense for the next uh, for the next franchise that he plays for. He may wind up somewhere and be like, I'm no closer to a championship here than I was in Portland. Well, he said that. He said there's no guarantees. So, so for me, this is why I don't think it's it's. I, I think their interests actually can be aligned when it comes to the path forward apart. And here's what I mean: if it's Miami, it's going to take other teams involved, maybe a Brooklyn with all their picks. But if it's Philly or or somewhere else, it might be in Dane's best interests. It like it, it them doing what's best for the organization might actually be in Dane's best interest. He may want Miami and his boy Bam and Jimmy and it'd be a great big three, but another trade somewhere else could end up being great for Portland and for Dane, depending on the eventual partner. There's conversations about, oh, he admires the Spurs organization. Who doesn't? Okay, that might make more sense for Dane. What if he ended up in Brooklyn? That might make more sense for, or the Clippers. Who knows? It's like Damian Lillard is going to make wherever he goes, provided they don't have to gut the team for him, a championship contender. But I agree. The, 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 the Blazers do not have to take a worse deal just to make Damian Lillard happy. But it would be nice if they move forward amicably. <laughs> yeah, that's hard to do. That's hard. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now, Michael Smith, I'm very sensitive about my NBA news. I don't just take it from anybody. You got to know what you're talking about. You got to be connected. Uh, so when I under, when I need to understand why Dame Lillard finally asked out of Portland, I know I can go to Sam Hammond. He can tell me everything that went down behind the scenes, and he joins us today, does great NBA work, following him, check him out, listen to him. Sam uh, tell us this. You know, I asked Mike the question: What's the anatomy of this this Dame Lillard trade request? Because it, I think it was just about a week ago, Dame said, "Oh no, no, I want to stay." And all of a sudden, we get a request 
from the Blazers, and the Blazers made it clear, we love him, but he broke up with us. How did this happen? Gentlemen, as always, thank you for having me. Um, as you know, this is years in the making. It feels like it was an annual NBA event when we would kind of monitor the Damian Lillard room, figure out if he was going to do this. As it got you know, to this point, this was more real than anything I'd experienced. And, and specifically, heading into the draft, uh, a lot of people thought with good reason that it was all about if the Blazers were going to trade that number three pick and get a, an all-star caliber level player in return, Rather than use the pick, then the they, you know Dame time would continue in Portland. That didn't happen. People thought incorrectly that that was the end of the road. He'd ask out at that point. The, the saga got extended a little bit. So you know, my understanding is that at that point, Damian and his agent Aaron Goodwin had told Joe Cronin, the Blazers GM, and Jody Allen, the owner, uh, like, no, just go go see what you can do for the next five, seven, eight, nine days, because trade wise, maybe you got something in the works. And they kept kind of extending the timeline. So they have a meeting last Monday where now they use the pick. Scoot Henderson's coming to Portland. Uh, so that's kind of like strike one for Damian's purposes. Nothing against Scoot. He's excited about playing with Scoot. But there was nothing else in the plans, conceivably, for Portland. Uh, he went into that meeting on Monday uh, fully prepared to ask for a trade. Joe Cronin in that meeting, and it was just the three of them, Joe and Aaron and Damian in Joe's office in Portland in person, uh, Joe basically says, give me a little more time. Uh, they get into free agency. And as you guys know, here's the nuance. Free agency rules dictate you can't talk until the beginning of free agency, but most of the deals end up getting done before. So when mm -hmm. free agency tips off and after a couple of hours, the only Blazers business is Jeremy Grant getting a massive bag, five years, $160 million, uh, and no other new names, faces are emerging who could help Damien. Then, of course, he finally says that's it. He has his agent, Aaron Goodwin, call Joe Cronin over the phone, uh, put the word in. You know, Joe put his statement out that uh, it kind of clarified where his stance was. And, and now, like you guys have been talking about, now it becomes a question of where is he going to go, whose priorities are, are going to be considered first, uh, you know, and, and it'll be super interesting for sure. Well, and, and that statement, the wording on the part of Joe Cronin, I, I thought, was was pretty it, it was subtly effective I imagine because you know the fans are gonna always root for the laundry no matter how much they love Damian Lillard and no matter how much he's meant to Portland so when you say hey he made it clear he didn't want to be a part of us so now right. we're gonna do what's best for the team like he's doing what's best for him so we're doing what's best for the team and so now you know they basically like they can't be the bad guys in this you know in terms of PR right but I, I do I mean, think they Okay, sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, you go ahead, Sam. I mean, yes. I, I to me though, it's it's just it, passive aggressiveness is a wonderful thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's yeah. Like Joe, Joe and the Blazers. You know, like their 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 words for years now. Since I mean, you know, about a year and a half since Joe took over for Neil O'Shea, the previous GM. The words have been, "We love Damian. We want to build around Damian." And then yeah. you go out, and then you go out, and you compel him to sit late in the regular season to improve your draft stock, which is really honestly at the time I thought an embarrassing move for an all-time great like Damian to not be playing when he could have been playing. Um, that's not the type of thing you do if if you're of like mind when it comes to what he's trying to accomplish. Then you go to the offseason, you are making rebuilding right. moves. And, you know, and, right, you're and sitting so on the your words hands. and the deeds, yeah. And that's where I look at Damian, and I probably, I think, do disagree with you guys a little bit about what the Blazers should do here 
I know it only matters to a degree, but but I think it would be uh, really unfortunate if this got so messy that it, it became a situation where Damian was had zero interest in and like remaining on good terms with the Blazers. Because let's not forget, down the road you should have a jersey retirement. Uh, you know, yeah. we've we've seen guys want to go back and retire with the you know teams that they were with originally. I could see Damian want to do that, but that's all going to be out the yeah. window if Joe just sits here and, and tries to get blood out of the turnip. Right, and, and it takes a hard-line stance. So that's, and, and we see this the same way. It's like they, they more or less gave him no choice but to ask out and, and to now act as though well, we're, we're shocked by this is, is a little right. disingenuous given their actions and lack of activity. I agree with that. So you let me right where I wanted to go with you, Sam, which is, is there a way where they both get what they want? Like whether it's a third team involved with the Heat or is Damian singularly focused on Miami or, or, four, or fourth as the case may be. You're right, Michael. Uh, or is Damien singularly focused on Miami to where he wouldn't be open to going to another team that could still help him contend for a championship even if, you know, it's not with Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler. In other words, like, since he doesn't have a no-trade clause, he can't call his shot. But is he open to anybody else or is it Miami or bust for him? And or is there a way where Portland can get a great deal by involving multiple teams and still routing him to the heat where he wants to go? To me, so Michael, those are all the right questions. The first one about third team, what that deal looks like. The sense I got heading into yesterday was that it was kind of this idea, you know, with parties involved that, all right, Joe Cronin, like now go be a GM, like get the third team, mm-hmm. come up with a good deal. Like that, there is an understanding, I think, from Damien's side that no one is demanding, hey, just do it right now, one for one, whatever the best deal is, just go ahead and take it, even if it's an awful trade for the Blazers. That's not the expectation. They're okay with you know some creativity being involved, third, fourth team, whatever it takes, but it is going to matter if Damian wants to go to the destination. And, and while he doesn't have a no-trade clause, you got to consider this much. He is considered a, a guy of conviction, right? And if he truly doesn't want to play somewhere, I don't think any team should want to take on a contract that that maxes out at $63 million. In today's NBA, it's almost like a no-trade clause. Like, you can't take that money on and have an unhappy player right away. Now, it is Miami. It started as Miami or bust. I think it is still like Miami way, way, way above everybody else with a small sliver of a window open to the idea that, that he's going to be, he will listen. And and part of what happened that I don't know that he expected to happen is when he asked out, there was, I was told, a, a flood of calls coming. You guys know how the, the league works, how pro sports works. Like, you know, players have a ton of influence. And so, of course, when a guy of his caliber is available, you better believe his cell phone is, you know, ringing off the hook yeah. with some big-time names calling him saying, hey, this is how it would look here. This is how it would look there. So I got the sense early on that that he's a little flattered by that and is like basically all right I'll, I'll listen a little bit but the quick qualifier I like Philly in particular I don't see Philly changing he's got what appears to be like he's he's a West Coast dude it was Oakland it was Utah you know it was Portland I, I you know Philly appears to be completely off the list Brooklyn he's tight wow. with Mikhail Bridges but um, you know I don't think he's real excited about going east unless of course it involves you know beaches and palm trees and right south florida yeah, <laughs> right exactly right okay um well going back to philly that, that's surprising that he wouldn't consider philly if the goal is trying to win and you got the reigning mvp 
in Philly. They can figure that out. But I want to talk about the NBA's all-time leader, at minimum active leader in trade requests, one James Harden, which this is rich. <laughs> rich, rich, rich in a number of ways to me. I know Michael getting the kick out of it. Rich in a number of ways because it's like, all right, I read your article. It was great. All right, so he's pissed off because he took a quote-unquote discount last year and thought they were going to hook him up on the back end this year. Daryl Morey yep. wisely is like, I'm not about to just back up the Brinks truck for you. All right, I'm relieved that Philadelphia actually, you know, came to its senses here and did not let emotion drive this negotiation. So Harden opts in in order to opt out. But who in his right mind, and maybe it's, maybe it's Steve Ballmer and the Clippers, but who's going to give Philadelphia a sweetheart deal for a guy who's a rental? Because the team that gets him can't extend him. Who's going who's gonna to bend over backwards to accommodate a trade, a good trade for Philly, for a player that's a rental to say nothing of the fact that he's not going to show up when you need him in the playoffs? Secondly, if you're, if you're Daryl Morey, your brand is, these players are just assets. Ask Ben Simmons. I will sit here and wait right. for the best deal before I just take a bad deal. So how did the Sixers play this when it comes to James Harden, who decided y'all not going to play me? I'm going to opt in and ask out. If you're the Sixers, how do you play this? I mean, they've already played it about as shrewd a fashion as possible, like feelings be damned, right? Like like the history and the personal relationship between James and Daryl Morey is arguably you know, the, the closest of any GM and player in this era of NBA basketball. Yet, when push came to shove, and despite the fact that James had given $15 million back last year, and this is where it gets tough to talk about, right? Like, oh, by the way, you're not really allowed to do that. You can't do quid pro quo, give money back this summer with a pre-arrangement to, to have the max deal the following summer. Uh, but yes, I, I believe James was expecting that. Uh, now, Daryl, going into this period went radio silent on James and his people and uh, kind of claimed, and only he knows exactly what his intentions were that, and this is where it gets even richer guys is that because the Sixers got in trouble for the way that they tampered, not tampered, but they talked to PJ Tucker and Daniel house early last summer, they end up losing two second round draft picks. Daryl basically told everybody around the NBA I'm not talking early this season. Basically, I'm going to follow the rules for once because we got in trouble last year. And, and it's very convenient timing if, because guess what? Following the rules right now put James Harden in such a precarious position that he then felt compelled to get ahead of this thing and do what he did. Now, where it's going is somewhat similar to the Damien situation because that one seems to be mostly Miami or bust. This one seems to be mostly Clippers or bust and probably even more so with that being the only option. Um, to me, if the Clippers can do it, it is worth doing because you do have a, a there's a better trade package for the Sixers in this scenario than there is for the Heat in the other one, if that makes sense. They got Norm Powell, yeah. who is a player that Nick Nurse has history yeah. with. I think he would be he would be going back to Philly in this deal. Some other pieces, some picks. It's not that bad. It hasn't happened yet. But if the Clippers can get James, then potentially, like he's from L.A., I don't think he's going to want to go anywhere if it goes pretty well next season. Then you can lock him up against next year. Then you're going into the new arena, potentially with a Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, James Harden trio. Um, but, you know, if it was that simple, it would have happened already. We'll see what happens there, too. You know what, Sam, at the beginning of this segment, uh, Michael Smith uh, gave us all a lesson about minding our own business. I'm I'm not minding my business. I'm looking through his feed, 
and he has something on Joel Embiid and how, you know, that's the real story, and he's fascinating. I think Embiid is fascinating. What does this mean for him? He's not quite the Dame Lillard of the Eastern Conference because he has had help, but he risked going into his age 30 season or close to being 30. I think he's right there. He risked being that guy we talk about being a great player, MVP, no championship. Uh, how, how do you see him be right now at this point is uh, this point of his career? Yeah, I mean it's it's you know the narrative is changing a little bit on Joel and man in the playoffs I, I thought it was particularly tough and not that it wasn't fair, but my goodness, like to to get such a brutal reminder of be careful what you wish for. Meaning Joel had wanted that MVP trophy so badly for so long, and then he gets it, and then in a matter of weeks, a couple of months. After you get it, because you didn't deliver in the playoffs, you get you you learn what it's like to be an MVP and have people talk about you. Because all of a sudden, you know, he was the guy who who just didn't fulfill his destiny and didn't live up to that MVP billing. And there was a ton of criticism that came his way. Uh, but big picture, you know, this is a guy who has mostly balled out on most nights. Incredible ball player, had some bad moments in the playoffs, um, and has been fairly trusting of the organization when it comes to putting talent around him. I, I certainly think Joel uses his voice, but you don't get the sense that he is, you know, going Le the LeBron route and saying, let's do Westbrook, let's do this. Like, he's trusting. But it's been, you know, the previous era, the Brett Brown era, you know, Elton Brand leads to Daryl Morey. Um, a lot of trust in Daryl, you know, now bringing in Nick Nurse. And Joel has just kind of been there doing his job. Um, but time comes at you quick, and he it's not that he's running out of time, but but what does that yep. group look like? If you lose James, they are telling people, as, as you guys have seen, I'm sure, uh, that Tyrese Maxey is untouchable, so that's a big part yeah. of, of their yeah. program. But, you know, if you're Joel, you're concerned because not only did Harden not work out, just like Ben Simmons didn't work out, and you're probably still pissed off about losing Jimmy Butler, and you should be. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Now it's like, who's next? Is Maxi gonna take that big of a leap? He's already taken a leap, so I don't. I'd be a little worried if I was Joel. Yeah. Hey Sam, we are out of time. Real quick before we let you go, as we uh, as we hit this break, your favorite team so far in free agency? Who's the biggest winner so far? I did not ever think I'd be saying this considering their way their season began, but the Lakerland Lakers, man, they, they had themselves, right. I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, Doing not only work. held on to all their guys, <laughs> but the players don't want to hear this, like, team-friendly contracts up and down the line, maybe except for Hachimura. Yeah. Not high, but, like, fair. Like, I think they yeah. have a good group, and you did it while I think LeBron wanted you to go chase the shiny objects, and you yeah. and you kind of kept that at bay, if that makes Smart. sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Smart offseason. Ollie's not so feeling it, huh? LeBron's retirement. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. Some good shuffling. They shuffle the card. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. 
From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We're thankful for a team that's been to the Eastern Conference Finals five times in the last seven years. There wouldn't be a great deal of urgency and turnover, but that's exactly what's happening in Boston uh, this offseason. Traded Marcus Smart, Grant Williams, maybe coming back, maybe not. Uh, Second-year coach Joe Mazzula gets a brand-new coaching staff. Lots of things to talk about in Boston. Fortunately, we have the one and only Gary Washburn joining us to help us untangle it. Uh, first, First of all, Gary, Grant Williams, because I was watching, uh, like everybody else, through free, throughout free agency, saying, okay, who's going who's gonna to give him that big offer? He's a restricted free agent. A lot of people got paid. Grant Williams still hasn't been. What do you think is going to happen with him? I think he'll either agree to a deal, a short-term deal, to come back to the Celtics or accept the qualifying offer and bet on himself. And... Um, oh. Oh, yeah, it went out again. I don't know what's going yeah. on. Sorry. Met on himself. Yeah, that's, that's, that's Michael's Vineyard Wi-Fi messing with yours. It's, 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 the, it's the Martha's Vineyard Wi-Fi it, effect. That's I'm sorry. Yeah. But, you know, so, you, keep, you keep talking. We got the info. The info's still there. So, yeah, he's, um, I think he'll accept the qualifying offer and go back to the Celtics uh, or agree to a short-term deal. But the teams that have money, like Indiana, Dallas, San Antonio, all um he keeps this video keeps cutting off. Won't let you be great. Don't man. worry about it. We can hear you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what was No, 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 no problem. Just keep let up. You be great. <laughs> all right. Should I sign on or off again? Okay, let me see. Okay. <laughs> Live TV ain't nothing like it. Uh, so, what, were you, what were you saying, no boss? So, um, yeah, so the, they will, the teams like Dallas, San Antonio had money, but they're not going to, it's 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 kind of dried up. You know how the first free, days of free agency, it's like a spending spree. Every, you know, <laughs> like Dylan Brooks got 20 per, man. Like Dylan Brooks, remember the last time, yeah. like, we don't even want to see your ass in the vicinity. Is that what, isn't that what Memphis said to him? Like yeah, Memphis yeah. is like, get to stepping. And he got 20 million and Fred Van V got 43 from Houston. So it's just kind of, it's just strange how this is all going down. But I think guys are going to get squeezed out and Grant Williams is going to be one of them. So let me ask you this, G. Um, for some reason, I mean, like Boston obviously made a big move, moving on from Marcus Smart, bringing in Kristaps Porzingis, but Boston is always like mentioned in every article, every bit of speculation, whether it's for Damian Lillard, even though it seems clearly he doesn't want to go there, or even for James Harden, 
uh, which wouldn't make a lot of sense for both parties. But it always seems like the Celtics keep cropping up. Is there another big move, another blockbuster move on the horizon for Boston? Do you buy any of the smoke uh, when it comes to their their involvement in, in some of these superstar negotiations? I think they're going to gauge the, they gauge the interest on Damian Lillard, but that does not mean they want to give up uh, Jalen Brown for him. If they can get give uh, Malcolm Brogdon and other players and some draft picks, I think they'd be glad to do that. But I don't think Portland would be much interested in that. I think it would start uh, and end with Jalen Brown. So I think that that's kind of a non-starter there. But I do think they want they want to make that big move to put them over the top. And I think the Porzingis move was one of those moves that was kind of like, you know what, we can run it back. We can hope everything improves. We can hope that we've learned from the loss to Miami. But what if we don't? And then so there we go with Porzingis uh, and trading Marcus Smart to the Memphis Grizzlies. So if I'm the Celtics, I think they're going to continue to try to improve, continue to try to take that next step and be the, you know, the unquestioned favorite to win. They they sat there and watched Denver. The Celtics were so three-point reliant, two three-point reliant. They sit there and watch Denver spank Miami shooting like 33% from three. Like Denver was like, we don't even need a three to get these rid of these dudes in five. So that had to make the Celtics feel some kind of way about their whole offensive approach when they were like three points or die, we need to take 50 a game. And then Denver's like, oh no, we ain't doing that. One game yeah. that they won, they went five for 28. So the Celtics got to look and say, okay, something ain't right about our whole offensive approach, which includes that Joe Missoula stubbornness that he 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 you know he he had throughout his first season. Hey, I got one more thing for you, Gary. It's my last thing for you before I give it back to Michael. It's actually for both of y'all. Going back to Dane, maybe the most interesting team to crop up because it was the usual big market marquee suspects: Miami, you know, the Clippers, the Sixers, or whatever. Not even his respect for the Spurs organization. It was Danny Ainge in Utah. That was the one that was like, oh, Utah, from Portland to Utah. Like, what do you think about maybe Danny getting in on this with that young team and all those assets he's accumulated? Danny getting in on the Dame sweepstakes, Gary. I think it's funny, but remember, he went to Weber State. When he came for the All-Star game, they gave him a hero's welcome back to Utah. So Dame does have Utah ties. Obviously, he went to school there. So I don't think that's absolutely crazy, but I think for what they plan that Utah is on, like they're on that, like, we're going to take a next step forward this year. They they kind of could have made the play in this year, but kind of tanked at the end. Now they want to probably make the play in and make the playoffs. Dame is not on that, like, let's make the playoffs track. Dame is like, let's win a chip track. So I don't think they're on the right track together at this point, um, you know, for Dane to, to really entertain Utah, unless they just had something overwhelming, like what Utah got from Minnesota for Rudy Gobert, where it was just like, oh man, we can't turn this down. Five first round picks, a couple of quality players, you know, and Portland don't got to do Dame no favors. Like everybody's, well, people are watching with how Portland treats Dame, but they, Portland got to do what's best for its franchise. You can't, sit there and give Dane, give Dane to the Miami Heat for the expiring contract of Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, and Orlando Robinson and be like, thanks, you know, thanks, Dame, and we're going to retire your right. number the, the day after you retire. Like, no, you got to get something back. 
Like this is yeah. a commodity, and it's not like he any of us fired doing that. He can, yeah, he, he can get in get fired. Cronin will get fired. Unless you like, <laughs> unless you like the yeah. outdoors, you're not going to Portland. Yeah, because because you get you get love for being kind to Dame. To me, the same media that will give you love for being kind to Dame in 2023 be coming for your neck in 2025. Talking about that's a look what that's he got for got. Dame. He ain't getting nothing. That's all you got for Dame. Look, yeah, you can't play. Don't be like, be don't send Dame to, don't send Dame to Charlotte or don't send Dame to, to a place that just ain't going to win, but, but do yourself respect and get something back because we all know that free agents are not going to Portland. It just yeah. ain't never worked out that way. Yeah. Mike, I got a question, man. How come like you're, you're old school music aficionado we never talk about the Force MDs, man. Like, y'all had that whole boys to men, Jodeci debate. <laughs> and nobody, nobody talks about the Force MDs as one of the great all-time crooning groups. I want to give them their love. I know half of them are not with us anymore, you know, but let's, like, like let's put them in the pantheon of New Edition and Jodeci and boys to men. They just didn't have the production. But let's, let's do it, because I am... Like when I hear all these like crooning, and then I'm like, nobody talks about the Force MDs. That's all I got. That is like, the that's like, the best left turn in show history. You got the key, uh, Michael. Michael, did you have that on your Gary Washburn bingo card today? I'm just I saying, man. I love Washburn. I'm an old school fan. I'm an old school I love Washburn. And nobody talks about the Force MDs. But like, Gary, Gary's, Gary's, Gary's like Gary's like to I, hell with Damian Lillard. To hell with James Harden. Yeah, I got something to say. 80s, 90s R and B. But Washburn, so Mike, I just want to put that on your be. radar. Yeah, Washburn, you're a stone's throw from where New Edition grew up to put New Edition and the Force MDs in the same conversation. It's this. What I should do edition Force MDs just didn't have a production. If Force MDs had the production and the lasting power, that's a group. Y'all youngsters, go look, tender love, tears, love is a house. Please research those songs. <laughs> What's where <laughs> be having takes, dog? He be having takes. I'm ready for that one. He ain't want to talk. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Your thoughts on boys to men? Their proposal song, their, you know, sexy song, ain't even really, it don't even really be hitting like that. It don't even scream vulnerability. 
It seems whiny. We should be happy that they were making real love music, R&B music. Boys to Men was the closest thing that you had to the singers back in the day. If you was making an old school mixtape where you put the put the paper at the top of the tape and tried to dub over it when the yeah. song came on the radio, you are not recording a single Boys to Men song. What do they do better than anybody? <laughs> I don't know. Be the highest sale- selling R&B group with over 60 million records sold. Uh, make hit records. Uh, sing. They know how to sing. I'm not looking for technical <laughs> singers on the scale that's not what i'm looking i want my music to sound good first of all when they were talking about that whole mixtape thing and and who they would you know put on a mixtape i had to ask who are you making this mixtape for making this mixtape for a woman or are you making it for you, you and your boys somebody saying too short on, on your mixtape is this a mixtape for, for your Josie boys on there smith is gonna catch a straight in here as well now let us know i'll give them i'll give them let us know the audacity to sit up here and talk about i'll give i'll give them let it snow. What does he mean he'll give us let it snow? Ooh, more hits. Yeah, more hits. Boom. More hits means better we receipts. Why is he asking what does hit records mean? Hit record meaning end of the road. What other hit records do they have on bended knee? I'll make love to you. Water runs dry. I mean, the hits go on. In terms of all the awards they've won, they've won Grammys. They've won Billboard Music Awards. They've won American Music Awards. They have won MTV Awards. And you know what else they've won? They have won Soul Train Awards. So we're not going to ask who they were making the music for. Because if you make it, if you win in Soul Train Awards, then you making music for us. Natalie, since you won't let this shit die, uh, before I give you the floor, before I give you the floor, I'm going to just do you one better. If I'm in the car and a Boys to Men song come on the radio, I'm changing the station. That's all I got to say. You, I mean, say what you got. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I don't have much to say because the people were with me and everything I said was validated by what I said. It's only oh, a segment of the men. Were with you. The segment of cavemen who have a thing about guys being cavemen. soft. Or, yes, cavemen. Yes, being soft, uh, you know, that kind of a thing. So, yeah, no, the people were with me. We did a poll. They said Mike was crazy, um, you know, for for being overrated. You doctored this poll. This election election was rigged. You rigged this election. I did not rig anything. Because (laughs) it was, like, the whole, like, if if Jodeci is better or not, um, that's like, you know, whatever, that's preference. And like, I actually was just messing with you originally when I was like voice to men over Jodeci because I really love both groups, groups equally. But you caught me off guard when you're like overrated. And I'm like, what? And then that's what most people thought was crazy. They were just like, come on, you're not going to call them overrated. But you know, you had a few of them yeah. in there, you know, you know, you know, Rita was up there saying, oh, they're so boring, but no one can harmonize like, you know, boys to men. So she picked Jodeci. So some of the women were with you. Some of the men were with you. But mostly people just thought y'all were crazy for your comment. And everyone also pointed out the number of hit records, you know, and, you and that they have and sales. Like I stats at me. You're throwing stats. That's what we're doing. You're throwing stats hey, at listen. me. No, no, no. It's not just stats. But Mike, Mike, no. They, they, they're, they're serving. They're serving two different. It's not even the same audience. Like, how do we get to boys to men versus Joe to see? That's not even a good versus matchup. They play different no. positions. No, it, it, it's well, not really. 
But you know what, Michael? You know what, Michael? Like, when you say it serves two different audiences, I just want to be clear because what some people try to do is turn it into, "Mm, well, they're not really making music for us. Or oh, it's oh, like for people suburban, right? So it's like to me, to me, it's more about what you're what you're in the mood for, right? Like they like there's times I'm in the mood for boys to men, and there's times I'm in the mood for Jodeci. They just give me two different exactly. vibes, and and that's it. But they both made black music, and they were both great artists. And oh. and boys to men. Made tremendous hit nice. records. They're incredible, incredible nice? singers. And to call them overrated is blasphemous, Mike. It is. Can I say something nice? I'm gonna say something nice. Boys to Men got two things going for them. Let it snow, featuring Brian McKnight. And they were record. on the and they were on the Boomerang soundtrack. End of the Road was on the Boomerang. Oh. They, their association with Boomerang. I will give them credit for that. And in fact, Natalie, if you want, you can watch Boys to Men, catch Boys to Men on PBS as part of a Capital Fourth concert. So, boys to men, still out here doing their thing. Before we let you go, speaking of stats, Natalie, and speaking of overrated and underrated, if mm-hmm. I may change the subject, I would love, because so much has happened in this association, including your Warriors ditching the two timelines approach altogether and re-signing mm-hmm. Draymond Green as expected. Give me your overrated and underrated moves so far in free agency, Miss Natalie. Okay. Wow. So overrated is not, um, it's not a particular move, but it's the reaction in general. Like I do think the Lakers had the best off season. So I agree with that statement, but mm-hmm. it's to me, it's the overreaction in general that like when a team doesn't win, um, that they have to make like all these moves. And if they don't somehow that they don't improve, like sometimes you just have to improve on the march. So the off season sometimes in general is overrated. Like a lot of these big marquee moves. Yeah. Right. Cause like with the Suns, like people are just like, Oh, you know, they did all this stuff, their depth. So like now they should be contenders. Like how often do those teams come together like that and turn around and just win the next year? So I think Mm -hmm. some of that's overrated. Not that the teams didn't make good moves, but now we got to see it together. The power um, rankings and all that stuff. Yes. Now, yeah. in terms of un- underrated, that is tricky. But I'm gonna go ahead and say that maybe what the Pacers did was an underrated sneaky move when they got topping. Um, I don't like he didn't work out in the Knicks, but I still think there's plenty of value with him. And you pair him with someone like Halliburton, and I mean, I'm not saying that they're gonna be like contenders, but for the price that they got topping for um, and, you know, going to that squad, I, I think I think that was an underrated move. I think it has the potential to make, you know, the combination Indiana a much better team next year. Yeah, I think... Mike, you, I didn't think, think you didn't think the Lakers were, were... You weren't impressed with the Lakers. We were talking about that earlier, huh, Mike? It's, it's, like, it's like this. It's like going to... Like, you can't avoid... Uh, I'll use an L.A. example. Let's say, uh, I'll use an L.A. slash Michael Smith example. Let's say you can't afford to go to Rodeo Drive for your shopping. So now you go to a discount store and you buy a bunch of items. You say, see all the stuff I got? And like, yeah, but you ain't, you ain't getting no high-end stuff. You want you shopping with Michael Smith. I know you just did that, Michael. and Went to the Super Bowl. You went to Rodeo Drive and put you out there uh, doing that high-end shopping. So it's just like, okay. They reshuffled some decks. They brought in some guys they already had. I didn't think it was anything special. But on underrated, 
I agree with you, Natalie, on Indiana. I think Indiana was underrated. I think Golden State was underrated. And just that Golden State declared, this is who we are. We're pursuing champions. Don't get it twisted. And don't forget about Cleveland. Cleveland has big people, really good people, good uh, big people. Jared Allen, Mobley, they added shooting. Bringing in in shooters, I like what Cleveland did too. You know what I want to just say really quick about the the Warriors? One, I didn't bring them up because I know people are tired of hearing me talk about the Warriors. I was giving them a little break. But um, (laughs) and also, also, (laughs) I'm not a huge Chris Paul fan, but I would never fix my face to say like Chris Paul is not going to help the team. So I do actually think that I get the age. And with Chris Paul, Chris Paul, it's always the qualifiers, if, if, if. But I actually think that is a really underrated move that people are doubting. And by the way, I think the Jordan Poole going to the Wizards with Kuzma staying there, I don't think that they're going to, again, be like a championship team, but I think it's an underrated move. And I think they're going to be a fun young team. I like Houston. Speaking of fun young teams, I like Houston's money burning a hole in their pocket. They might be a problem pretty soon. Hey, Natalie, uh, we've come to the end of the road. Mm-hmm. I can't let go because you belong <laughs> to me and I belong to you. That shit just didn't age well, dog. That's what it is. It's like it just didn't that's age so, well. It was so all right classic. for a second. I'm oh, sorry. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.